This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. In Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, it talks about an evil That a man whom God has given wealth, riches, honor, that there is nothing that he desires that he can get. But yet God has denied him power to enjoy that which he has labored for. But a stranger hated it. And the scripture confirmed that that is an evil disease. In other words, because it's strange. I prophesy today. In the name that is above every other name. You will not labor for another man to eat. I've seen someone who nurtured a young girl. To the point that the girl is getting married. And on her wedding day, another woman was used to replace the mother. Hear me church. As the Lord liveth. No man will take your place. The word of God told us in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 10 and 11. I don't know how you want to compare these two scriptures together. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 10 and 11. Can you see it? He said, God is the one who caused you to enjoy. He said, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land where he swore unto the fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. What you did not build. Now, look at the next verse. He said, and houses full of all good things, including that which is your prayer request. Now, he said, and wells did which thou diggest not, vials and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten, and be what? Fool. Now, now listen, listen. John chapter 4, John chapter 4, verse 38. John 4, 38. Confirm the scriptures. He said, I sent you to reap, wherein you bestow no labor, Come on, say no labor. Now, I can hear you say no labor. Say it as if you mean it. Say no labor. Now, I sent you to reap wherein you bestowed no labor. Other means of labor. But you will enter there. See this. It is a curse for you to eat via your sweat don't forget that was the cause of Adam and when Jesus came he did not only break the power of death Jesus came and destroyed everything that is faulty the little wonder he said it is finished Tetelestia. now I'm saying this to you when you see someone say no it is my sweat it is my labor because in the first place you are not supposed to eat via your sweat that is why everyone into salary business, I urge you to begin to think ahead. 
Because salary is nothing but slavery in these guys. You are not supposed to eat via your sweat. It's a curse. And that is why many people, the only thing they use their salary for is to eat. How many people build a house in my tama with salary? Lift up your two hands to God. This morning, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have all the time. There's no time. But I just want to talk to you about the release of harvest. Very short. The release of harvest. But in this prayer, I don't want you to pretend. The problem we have in church, Pastor T, is that many people pretend in church. We pretend too much. We, we, I don't know. You, you don't fake faith. Listen, you, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. It is not fair when all is not well. I know you believe all will be well. But there are some things we say that are not true. So I don't like people to pretend. I once pretend and I suffer for it. I was going to church many years ago. And there was no fuel in my car. The light was already showing me red before I left the house. I don't have money in my pocket. But I had to take Bible study. So I was trusting God that, okay, that he just said it before that uh, a drive without uh, So I, I did the same thing. That is, <laughs> that's what we call mentorship. If your leader did something, try to do it again. Amen. Because it's the same God. Hallelujah. So I was not looking at the gauge. I was just saying, Lord, as I'm going, I'm driving with the blood of Jesus. I'm driving with the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus turn to, just carry me to church. As we're getting to, very far place from my house, as we're getting to the gate of the church, the car jumped and the thing went off. I said, correct. At least you brought me here. So I, I, I knew that there is no way, it is not possible for all the members to just come to church and they just go like that without anybody saying, ah, daddy, take this one. I, I'm trusting God for God to send somebody who is wise. Amen. But I finished Bible study. Powerful message. After the message, all the members were, Daddy, good night, sir. Good night, sir. I said, Good night. Good night. Everybody were going one after the other. They would even come to the office. Sir, good night, sir. I said, Good night. Good night. All, all the members left. All the workers left. I was looking at the ministers. Maybe ministers are wise men. They should understand the predicament this man could be in. Amen. But I don't know why they were not led. Every one of them, my assistants said, ah, Daddy, are you not going yet? I said, I will go. And you know, ministerial ethics will not permit me to ask them for money. So I can't ask. I'm here to see where the shepherd will ask the sheep, I'm hungry. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I, I'm just saying, Lord, Lord, I, I don't think it's wrong if the shepherd will take the sincere meek, having fed the sheep very well, produced by the sheep. And then none of them came. My sister said, I, I'll, I'll be leaving, sir. I said, okay. You're going? He said, yes. Like that as well. God go with you. And the man left. After the man left, I, I said, well, I know one of the reasons why God don't intervene in most cases is because God realized we do have alternative. Now, in this case, I have no alternative. Everyone has gone. 
good. And I look up to God and I say, Lord, help me out of this situation. I have only two options left. Is it that I'm going to walk to the house, which is very far, which is impossible, or I'm going to sleep in church? While I was there, a man came, the SLM men's leader. He said he, he, he was coming from work. He was not in the Bible study then. He saw my car outside. When he got to the house, he was praying. He just remember he has to see me in church. So he came. He said, Pastor, are you okay? I said, I'm okay. I'm fine. He said, are you sure you are okay? I said, I'm okay, sir. I'm okay. He shook hand with me. He said, thank God. As we were both talking, a brother came to the church and said, Daddy, please. I need 5,000 era. It's very urgent, very urgent. And I don't have five cowboy map. And I was just looking at him. He said, please, please, don't, don't, please, please, I just need it. The brother said, the brother beside me said, you need 5,000 era. Okay. He said, Daddy, can you see something? He brought out 10,000 and gave the man. He now said, while he got to the house, he knelt down and he was praying. God told him that he should take this 10,000 to the church. Somebody is not very okay. He said, but when I came, I asked daddy, if it's okay, he said, it's okay. So I gave it to the other man. Now let me ask you, if you are okay, are you okay? No, I, I, I can hear you. Choir, are you okay? Are you okay, sir? Glory to God. I am trusting God today. By the time you turn this place upside down with praise, lifting will be evidence. In the name of Jesus. Do I still have up to 15 minutes? No. Okay, 10 minutes. Listen now. Someone said no. I wish I just catch that person. <laughs> Glory to God. I know you want to dance. You want me out of the way quickly. As quickly as possible. Psalm 126 verse 1 to 6 talks about those that sow in tears they shall reap in joy. Typical of a farmer will be the best man to describe to us what harvest looked like. A time of gathering of crops, especially that which was planted. Harvest could be called the yield from plants in a single growing season. Or the consequence of an effort or activity. That is harvest. We have several examples. We have harvest of characters. You know there are many people that have passed through this nation today that we can't forget them. Not in a hurry. And character is a seed. A very good seed. For whatever a man sow. He shall reap. Unfortunate thing is the fact that there are many people that are so bad character. 
They will not only reap it, they might leave it for their children to reap. There are some names mentioned in this nation today that the moment you hear the name, you remember the man involved. Imagine you are looking for a PM in your office, a personnel manager, and then the man that came out successful at the interview said his name is um, Tunde Anini. Not, not Tunde Lani. No. I mean Tunde Anini. You will need to ask which of the Anini. Or somebody said my name is Solomon Abasha. You will need to ask which of the Abasha. Why? Because it is believed like father, like son. So whatever you don't want to reap or you don't want your children to reap, there is wisdom in it that you don't sow it. Believe me, you can reap what you sow or what another person sow by association. It's also possible that your progenitors can labor without harvest. But the good news is that when you show up because you are in the covenant, you will take their reward. For 430 years of labor in the land of Egypt. But in Exodus chapter 12, verse 33 to 36, everything they labored for, the generation of Moses were paid in double. There are also some families in the world today. They have a cost of no reward hanging upon their neck. They labor without harvest. And labor without harvest has suddenly become their household name for successive generations. Is that your situation today? And many, many people said to me, Pastor, in my family, we put in much, but we gain little. Many will even say we have been doing all those things, but nothing is coming forth. You walk like an elephant, only to eat lesser than a rat. Praise the Lord. Walk without reward. There are many ministers here too that labor without harvest. Many pastors. Nothing seems coming to them. I hardly could believe this before until it happens to me. To pray for someone does the miracle. Instead of the person coming back to say thank you pastor or even coming to your church to do thanksgiving to God who made it happen is then they'll remember someone else somewhere. Maybe in one white garment church to go and do thanksgiving or their family church in the village. They never come back to say thank you. 
Many pastors do complain this. I witness it myself. And I begin to wonder, God, why? And I didn't take it serious initially until some years back. You pray for somebody, that person will go and bless another person. Who do the prayer? Amen. So after I resigned from Unipetro and then I faced this work squarely and said, Lord, I know there is no part-time in your job. This I got to do and do it with every strength in me. A woman came to our church and said she wants to go for heart surgery in loot. And the doctor said the chance is 50-50 chance. This. She may survive it, she may not. She came and said we should pray on a Sunday afternoon. She met the pastor in my house, a friend from the Redeemed Evangelical Mission. She wanted the man to excuse us. I said, no, the man should stay. That is also a pastor. Just say what you want to say. The woman said it and said, man of God, please. I'm slated for a surgery Saturday, this coming Saturday. That if only you can pray, if only you can pray, and God answer me, and this surgery went well, I will buy you a car. Ah. I said, eh. you know, there are some people that will tell you they will buy you a car. You, will, you just say amen. But when, if some people say, I will buy you a car, you is as good as the car has been bought. Because you know they have the capacity to do it. That woman has the capacity. If you said he's going to buy you an aeroplane, believe me, she will buy it. So when she said, I will buy you a car, I said, ah. I said, madam, it is well. I told my, as a man of God, I told my friend, he said, see, we have to pray. She turned to my friend and said, is he a pastor? I said, he's a pastor. He said, please join in that prayer. I will also buy you to a car. I said, correct. That was on a Sunday. On Monday morning, I left my house in Lagos. Went to a Keji mountain to go and pray. I don't know why you are laughing. But I went there to pray. In the real sense, I prayed to God. No water, no food. Throughout the day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. By Wednesday night, the Lord said to me, He said, son, I have healed her. I've given her a brand new heart. And I said, thank God. Thursday, I came back to Lagos. And I got back to Lagos, I called this woman. I said, madam, when is your surgery? She said, Saturday. I said, there will be no need for surgery. Go back to your doctor. She said, you mean it? I said, yes, because God told me he has given you a brand new heart. She said, I said it. I said, how do you mean? She said she had a revelation that a white man came and operated on her. I said, it's not a white man. It's my master. So Friday, she went back to the hospital. And they told her, they said, ah, today is not your appointment day. It's tomorrow you should come. She said, no, I want you to conduct all the tests again. They said, do you know that is expensive? She said, I don't care. I'll pay. Just do the test again. They said, no, no, there's no need. We have all the results. Just come tomorrow. 
and we'll do the surgery. She said, no, do the test again. And they had to go through over and over again the test. She waited for several hours. She said by the time she would notice what was happening, doctors were calling doctors. They were carrying papers, reports, scans, all those things. They were carrying them. They were saying, unbelievable. They were calling one another. They were calling one another. Many doctors, professionals were coming. And she said she was looking at them. She now discovered that about seven of them, they were so confused. So she, she said to them, she said, I know you people are confused because you have something different. He said, yes. In this new result, we discover you have a brand new heart. The woman laughed and said, Jesus did it for me. Now, is that not a good news for a pastor? And I was just expecting the car. And honestly, that woman came. She came to the house. She, she, she drove a car. A driver drove another car behind her. You know, We came to the house and she came out. I said, ah, madam, how are you? She said, man of God, God has done it. God will continue to bless you. I said, amen. He said, um, the driver should open the boot. They opened the boot of the car. It was a tear of a car. And she packed some home theater. You know, you know, you know what they call home theater? And she brought them. She said, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. <laughs> and the driver brought out the home theater. And the woman said, sir, this home theater is for you. The car is for your friend. You and I know how much is home theater. I said, you mean the home theater is for me? She said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man of God. And the car is for my friend. She said, yes. That my friend. Okay. He said, yes. I said, it is well with you. The Lord will bless you. God will honor you. As you honor me, God will honor you. In Jesus' name. And she left. It was when she left I realized something is actually wrong with me. Who did the prayer? Who get the harvest? Me, home theater. I went back to the same mountain. I said, this is where it all started from. Lord, for any man who labor, there should be harvest. I was there for more than 16 days until I hear God said, the cause has been lifted. Brethren, it is what you have that you can give. I stand on this threshold of destiny today. And I speak to every life hearing the sound of my voice. You will no longer labor for another man to eat. In the name of Jesus. I said the other times, I said it's possible for you to reap what your parents sow. It was written in the Bible. But I have a contrary scripture here. I want us to look at it before we pray now. 
Certainly, harvest is coming for those who are faithful in the house. Nothing can hinder your harvest. But for the father to sing and the son to take the reward as punishment, that will no longer happen. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 2 and 3. Ezekiel 18. Sir, there are three kinds of people on earth here today, especially in the church. Those who labor without harvest, such as the children of Israel for 430 years. We also have those who labor and get part of all their harvest. They didn't get it in full. They only get part of it. Praise the Lord. And the third categories of people are those who assess the harvest of others. They did not labor. They only enter into people's harvest. Which one do you want? Where do you belong? The Bible says, what mean ye that he used this proverb concerning the land of Israel? Saying, the fathers have eaten the sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. The next verse. As I live, saith the Lord God, you shall not have occasion anymore. Come on, say anymore. anymore. I can hear you say anymore. anymore. To use this proverb in Israel. In other words, it will not happen again that we shall visit the iniquity of the Father from the Son. Not again. Anyone who commits sin will face his punishment. Yoruba has a proverb that we said uh, is the owner of the suffering that will suffer it all. Do you remember that proverb? They said the owner of the suffering will suffer the, the biggest part of it. No. The owner of the suffering will suffer everything. My, my dad loved that proverb. Uh, One day I told him, I said, Sir, we take everything because I'm not ready to partake in it. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. There are four things that affect your harvest. Number one, where you sow. Number two, what you sow. Number three, when you sow. And number four, how you sow. Get to understand this. Where you sow, I've come to realize RCCG is a fertile soil. As many times you sow in this ministry, in this mission, you get plenty of harvest. Praise the Lord. Number two, what you sow, as in the quality and the quantity you sow. For he that soweth sparingly shall reap what? Sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Number three, the time you sow, the time you sow, the time you sow, William Shakespeare says, sell when you can. You are not fit for all market. So when you sow is very important. You don't sow cassava when it is time to sow yam. Praise the Lord. So when you sow is very important. And finally, how you sow. How? 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 For God loveth a cheerful giver. Many people sow and they don't get harvest because how they sow matters. I remember there was a time I closed with this. We were trusting God for a car and then I was having two cars then. One new Ultima and the other one, uh, the Nissan Sony two-door. My friend branded that Nissan Sony a name. They call it a Finiwa. 
Uh, because anytime you drive a car, you see smoke everywhere. And then, so I was saying, God, give me a better car. I need a Jeep. I need a Jeep because the road to the church was bad. So God said to me, you know what to do to get what you want. I said, I understand. So when I got to church, it was very easy for me to take the infinity to go and give it out. I gave out the card. I was smoking. And then God said, you gave me a trash. You get back a trash. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. But I've already given it out. I can't go and collect it back because I gave the second one out. Ah! <laughs> so I gave out the second one. And then I was without car for, for months. After some times, I began to wonder, when will God answer me? When? Going on Okada everywhere. Everywhere I want to go to, jumping from one bus to the other. I was invited to Solid Rock in Ojodu to come and preach. And you know that kind of a church? They prepare the protocol, this protocol. They prepare where I will park my car. They were still there saying, ah, calling the pastor. We are yet to see the man of God. I was already in the office. The pastor said, he's here. They said, no, no, we have not seen his car. <laughs> he said, man of God, you didn't come with your car? I said, it is well. I pick a drop. Praise the Lord. And you know, the embarrassment was getting much and much. I, I, I'm talking about during the reign of uh, Tinubu. Then. Tinubu just make one nonsense law and said, when it's 7 o'clock, Okada should not move again. And at that time, it was a problem to me. And then, there's no way. I would have to trek several distance. And I was trusting God, Lord. So one day, I was so angry and I said, God, I gave you cars. When will you give it back to me? And the Lord said to me, I said, so you have started complaining too. I said, no, I'm not complaining. I'm only reminding you. You said, put me in remembrance. Should in case you forget, please just do something about it. The Lord said to me, said, well, it is true that you gave me your car. It's also true that they sold the car and they used the money in the house of God. And it's also true that your seed has not gotten to me. I was like, what? I, don't, I can't explain the two together. My seed hasn't gotten to you. How? Why? The Lord opened my eyes and, and he gave me a scripture. That except a seed of corn falls to the ground and die, it abides alone. The God reminded me on two occasions that my wife and I, we have to mourn the seed. When you give out a seed, you don't mourn it. We mourn the seed. After we gave out the car, one convention, we are standing at the, you know, about the expressway, looking for a vehicle. And a brother had to pass, you know, our neighbor in our area was passing, wind up, I ran after him, he couldn't hear me because he rolled up the glass. Now, by the time I got back, my wife said, I said, can you, can, can you believe that Kingsley did not hear what? My wife said, if Kingsley is like you, Kingsley, we have no car to use today. How can you give out two cars at the same time? So, anytime we had occasion to use a car, she reminded me of the car that we sold. And you know, God told me and said, as long as we kept on mourning that seed, there will be no others. And I remember the reason why many people we sow in the church and they don't get others. The moment you drop your seed in the church, you go back home the following day, a need arises. Then the first thing that comes to your mind is, ah, how I wish I have not dropped that seed yesterday. Let your seed rest in peace. And I go back home that day and I warn my wife, I said, look here, we gave out those two cars. Don't ever mention it again in this house. And she stopped. 
A month after she stopped, in two weeks, God gave us two brand new cars. In two weeks. In two weeks. That is to say that God did not forget when you sow seed and harvest did not come because harvest is sure. When harvest did not come, you need to remember that nothing is wrong with God. Certainly, something is wrong with us. Please rise. I'd like you to pray just one prayer and say, Father, let the four winds of the heart release my harvest. That the Geo promised us, he said God told him that this year is a year of harvest. And as many people that key into that, you will realize that when you sow nothing, you harvest nothing. Live a life of a practical farmer, even in the church. Sow seed to the things of God. Sow seed to the household of God. Bless your pastor. It's not an understatement. Praise the Lord. Bless the church. Bless the widows in the church. Bless the orphans in the church. Bless the less privileged. I told them in upper room, we have many big men in this church and all our youths are going about looking for a job. I put it to you. Now the time will come that you will need them. Now remember the words of Mordecai to Esther as I drop this mic. Mordecai said, because you are in the king's house today and everything is well with you, don't think that is the end of, all, of it all. Remember, maybe you are where you are today because of a time like this. But if you don't rise up for the deliverance of the Jew, salvation will come from somewhere else. Don't wait until God change you. Don't wait until you lose the appointment. Don't wait until you are no more in the office. Before you remember, you would assist some people. Lift up your two hands and say, Lord, I need your help. Help me so that I will be part of the harvest that is coming. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. And I'm sure the Lord will surely release harvest to you as you pray in the name of Jesus. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.